This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Debbins On Demand. It is Chris Debbins joined by... Are you going to say your own name? Because I feel like... Uh, My fiance, Ariel. Yeah. You're, you're, your fiance, Ariel. Your, your fiance, Ariel. <laughs> do, you feel like, do you feel like December... Which is where we are now is almost like the Friday of months. Don't you feel like people yes. are like checked out at, at work? Usually? Absolutely. And like all of like I feel like my entire Instagram feed is just like memes like um like circle back in twenty twenty three. Right. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that on my uh, calendar for uh, January. Yeah, and what even? Uh, so there's like there's things too that will close down. So like a, a big part of my job is, uh, you know, I work at 98 PXY radio station, and I deal with record labels, you know, mm-hmm. who are trying to you know promote certain music, but they like the record industry shuts down this coming Tuesday for nice. the rest of the year. So then like I won't like that whole part of my job like shuts down until January. It's also like December is minimal productivity and it's also the month I think most likely to involve uh, co-workers drinking at some point yeah. as well too. It's just it's a lot of Friday vibes. It's like a month long of Friday. A month long of Friday. That That's the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. And then of course there's holidays coming up. Uh, if you end up playing Scrabble with family at all over the holidays, whatever holidays you celebrate, a uh, heads up Scrabble has added about 500 new words. So, and some of them are like cultural things too, like Bay or vax or hangry those are actual legitimate scrabble words now what so if you're playing and your uncle's like that's not a word be like actually you should it might be worth worth looking up do you get into what go ahead well um when when i play scrabble with my parents which isn't super often these days we're more of a bananagrams household it's a great game um my mom will only allow us to look words up in like the old miriam webster dictionary but and if it's not in that like heavy heavy dictionary uh-huh. it's not a word but okay i think for scrabble though they have like an online interface they don't probably even have, have you a, met my mother yes 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 these things need to be updated i think that if you're playing scrabble with your family and your uncle is arguing with you about a word not you specifically like uh-huh. the, the proverbial like mm-hmm. you um i just i'm just I'm kind of on their side. Like, Vax, that doesn't sound like a real word to me. I, I'm sorry. You're going to argue with the Scrabble gods? The I people am. who have invented Scrabble? Yeah, I'm pro I'm pro the the physical dictionary situation It's here. so funny because I, I consider you such a progressive person. <laughs> You're like, no, I want to. It needs to be printed out. It needs to be out on paper. Parchment. I didn't say parchment. I'm yeah. just saying. I don't think you can make up new words. All words are made up. Start of human time, there were no words. And every every word... 
that we have like slang like lexicon there's some of those allowed. already involved in Scrabble. I'm sure I could look up some some things. Yeah, well, that, they weren't in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, so they weren't from, allowed in my if household. It's, if it was added after 1982, <laughs> yeah. it's not getting it's added. It's not getting added. Well, do you, will you but actually, you're not allowed to do abbreviations, so Vax just like doesn't make sense to me. Okay, but again, you're arguing with the people who invented the game. Like, if I invented basketball, I should be able to change <laughs> the rules however I want because I invented it. I don't like change. You don't like change. Do you guys get into, like, do, do family arguments happen over games i don't yeah. think i've witnessed that really well that's why we much. only play bananagrams it's like the one game we can all agree on see weirdly that game stresses me out it's a great game but the reason that games don't work very well in my household is that the same mom who wants to use a physical dictionary you know when we play a word game um she doesn't like competition at all so like when yes. i learned monopoly i thought that it was like Communopoly. Like communism? Like everyone? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, that wasn't like what it was called. That's me. That's yeah, me calling it right. that. But like there was a lot of like free trading going on and like everyone had properties and I didn't know that mortgages were yes. a thing. And everyone had universal basic income, of course. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Health insurance was free. It was definitely free. Yeah, I feel like the game of life also, like, you know, that board game. Oh, I used to love that Definitely had some like made up rules. Like I think we instead of like you had to earn like you had to get the right card to like get certain things it was like everyone graduated college and started with a paycheck <laughs> no debt like i think we just got to choose what we wanted how do you i haven't played monopoly in a very long time how do you win that game no no there was no in, winning in that, or losing in that version do you just do you just play it until everyone is bored or falls asleep yeah probably and i thought that it was a terrible game but then i remember um years ago i went on a family vacation uh with a friend of mine and I didn't know her sister was very into Monopoly. She's an actuary now, so I feel like that kind of makes sense. What does that mean exactly? I don't know. It's something with numbers. It's boring. It sounds like a like a, a job title from Harry Potter. I think it's a real thing. It's a real job. Okay. It's a real job. Um, but I know it has to do with like numbers and okay. money and and all that. So she apparently took Monopoly very seriously, and she was so mad at me because I was like, "Turns out I don't know how to play this game. <laughs> Who knew?" She was like, "But you can't do that." You just, you can't, Yeah. that's not, you don't collect money there. Yeah. You're, you're going to go broke. And I was like, I don't understand how to play this game. We, uh, we were a big risk family. Mm, that um, would have gone over well. The, yeah. The game of world domination. Although I, similar to your mom, I like, I'm not the most competitive person, especially with games. Like oh, I, yeah, I, I am. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> so my, <laughs> my move would always be to just make alliances with everyone. I was basically, I turned the board into NATO mm. and we, we just had like, and the UN and I would, I would make treaties with people and like you weren't, I basically was unattackable unless you had to like, you had to like usurp a treaty that I created. The rules don't talk about that at all. Uh, but that is that is how I played, and it, it pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, I, maybe you and my mom should play Risk together. It'd be great. Create a nice little utopia. We'll put, yeah, we'll call it. We'll rename it Utopia, yeah. and we'll just we'll, honestly, that's just playing with action figures is really what you're doing at that point. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm also pretty sure that like with Scrabble, going back to that, we didn't really pay attention to like the point values of like the letters or like on the board, like, mm -hmm. you know, like triple word score or whatever. I'm pretty sure we just played basically the way you play bananagrams where you like create words. So it was just about yeah. being like the smartest person in the room and less about well, like how you use the right letters. But that's still competitive. Yes. Truthfully, that could be a little bit more dangerous because at least with you have, if you have the point system, you have an actual thing to look at and be like, no, I won. Yeah, but you can both think you win, and then you're you're in a fight about who actually won. 
Well, you know, we play Bananagrams for who can come up with the best words. I like our tiles. dirty Bananagrams. Is oh, fun. yeah. Well, that's Which, fun. There's Which probably I would people, not play with my parents. There's probably people listening who don't know what Bananagrams is. Long story short is you, you <laughs> create words with tiles yeah. similar to Scrabble. Uh, and it comes in a fun little banana shaped bag. The game there's like no there's no box for the game, right? It comes in a banana. It comes in a banana and a yeah. banana bag, which sounds weirdly dirty. It does. Um, yeah, yeah, we were yeah, not not a not a competitive family. My family doesn't really do a lot of games. No, either. we've played Boggle with your parents. It's true, that is true. But I think I was the most into it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but even so, the the one game that I will get a little competitive with is chess. Mm-hmm. You and I play chess, but even we, we, that, we've talked about this. Yeah, I I've know. won twice and gloated both times. Yes, you are such a sore, sore winner. <laughs> it's such, a, such a problem when you win, but I, I get I get stressed out for multiple reasons because like there's part of me that wants to win, so there's a little bit of stress there. But mm-hmm. then there's part of me that like just that doesn't want to upset you because there's been times where like you've lost, you've gotten better at it. There's been times where you've lost and it's really bummed you out. That's true. So there's part of me that wants just like. I'm really excited for us to get a dog so the dog can just accidentally knock over the board. And we'll oh, train the dog not to do that. Oh, no. Guess nobody wins. Guess nobody wins. Nobody loses. <laughs> um, this is such a, a random thing. I, I didn't realize I didn't realize that you were allowed to put just anything on your gravestone. Usually yeah. it's what? It's, usually it's somebody's name, the dates they were alive. Boom. Right? Um, apparently a lot of people put recipes on their gravestone. Recipes for what? Like food. They're what, what, for, for what? Bombs? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Like for what purpose? Like is someone cooking it, in a graveyard? I think if it was like, <laughs> I think if it was like, like grandma's brownies or whatever, like it might be on her, her gravestone. I had never heard of this. Uh, so the grandkids don't like misplace the recipe books and cause grandma didn't know how to use like Google docs. Or maybe it didn't exist yet. Perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps. There, there's enough. This this sounds like it would be like a one-off thing, but there's enough of these that there's actually a woman who her TikTok account, and this is how I came across this, is she just goes to great, like, to graveyards, cemeteries, finds these. Uh-huh, as these, one does. As one does, of course. Um, and will make the recipes. Well, there's enough that she <laughs> makes these recipes. Are they good? They look good. Like, does she review them? Um, no, she just kind of makes them, I think. I don't know. I don't really remember. Maybe. Hmm. I feel like yeah. it's time for her to elevate this uh, project. Maybe. But it got me thinking, like, what would, like, what would you put on your gravestone? You ever think about that? Like, if you, like, you, you can really do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I think I want my gravestone to have the same tone of voice as, like, the fake gravestones that people put out yeah. for Halloween. Like, here lies Chris. I don't know. Like, something, something, something. LOL. Wow. That was deep. I haven't thought about it too much. And that's what you're just going to say right next to me. Wow, that was deep. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Sarcastic tone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like mine's going to be... So I have really bad insomnia. So I feel like it would be really funny... Still awake? If my gravestone was like... No, like the, oh, first, finally... good, the first good sleep she's ever had. <laughs> finally resting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we never thought she'd shut up, but... There are, there are <laughs> some people... I'm not going to name names, but there's people I know in my life who have told me they enjoy going to cemeteries. They just find it like kind of interesting. Hmm. And I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you and I this weekend go to like a random graveyard and like look around. I'm not suggesting that that would creep me out, but I do kind of wonder, cause I don't read other people's gravestones unless it's someone I know. What other stuff do people have just randomly on their gravestone? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's that cemetery Mount Hope cemetery in Rochester here yeah. near us. That's really pretty that I've gone on like, hikes through before i mean hikes a very loose word um 
but it's like nice to walk around and there's some famous people buried there. So I've like looked at those graves, Sure, but like, do people have quotes on their graves? Is that a thing? I feel like the famous people do. Like, I feel like Susan B. Anthony's grave has like stuff on it, which we have here in Rochester and Mount Hope. And Mount Hope. Yeah. yeah Mount Hope. I think Frederick Douglass is there too. He is there too. Yeah. I think what's going to actually become a thing at some point in the not too distant future is to have a screen on your gravestone with your photo on oh, it. Oh God, I hate that. I think that's going to become a thing. Uh-uh. I'm sure that at some point there's going to be like, honestly, I can see people wanting this. Check this out. Your gravestone is like a, a thick uh, iPad and like you can scroll through like the highlight photos of your life that you curated ahead of time. There could be info about like your your whole life, like your biography. Oh, all this so stuff. you can have social media even after you die. Absolutely. And people can they can hit like like right on the gravestone. Oh, my gosh. And, no. Uh, <laughs> and share it right there. No, I could see like a hologram being interesting though, like oh, really so f- haunting people. How freaky would that be though? If like, so a graveyard is just like hundreds of standing holograms of people in a row. Sounds like Disney World. How does that sound like Disney World? <laughs> what do you mean, like, like the, the Hall of Presidents? Yes, that's exactly what okay. I was thinking of. I, they're animatronics, I guess, not holograms. But yeah, right. that's exact. Those are a bunch wait, of just wait, like wait, dead wait, wait, people. Wait, wait. I kind of want an animatronic version of myself. I, I kind of <laughs> want to see. I want to get that made up now so I can enjoy it before I die. You do have a bobblehead here that is terrifyingly similar to you. Yeah, it's that was a. I love this gift. You hate it. Well, you yep. don't hate it, but like no, you, find I hate it, it. you find it creepy. I really do hate it. Um, um, I love it though. Yeah, my parents. <laughs> it was a gift from my parents. They get yeah. They they sent in. There's there's. Uh, websites you can send in photographs of people and they'll they'll mail you back a bobblehead of that and yeah i even have like the bobblehead is wearing the same shirt i own that shirt yep yeah no it's awesome it's awesome all right so uh if anyone's listening that's looking for a holiday gift for chris next year do not get him an animatronic version of himself please that you can get me don't get me a bobblehead because i think two bobbleheads that feels weird to me because then it's like they're talking to each other and it's like two of me talking yeah, one's plenty. Yeah, but a nice animatronic would be really nope, fun. Nope, absolutely not. How funny would that be, though, if like I put it, like I got up really early and I like put it in bed like it, before you got up. and then- You have <laughs> never once been awake before me. That's also true. I'd set an alarm for that. <laughs> <laughs> for the bit. It's the one thing that you'll set an alarm for. Right. Remember uh, quiet quitting, how that was like a big term this year yeah. in 2022? Mm-hmm. There, there's another term I came across called quiet promotion. Have you heard this? No. It's when your boss gives you more and more to do but won't give you an actual promotion. Been there. Yeah, I've had this happen to me. Well, I've had circumstances. I, I won't, because I, I love my boss. Um, <laughs> but So I've had circumstances where like someone has been let go or has left and they just haven't filled that position mm-hmm. and everyone has kind of absorbed. So it wasn't like one person's fault. But this is definitely, this is a real thing. Yeah, no, I've like very much had that happen before. And it doesn't, I mean, it, honestly, it isn't surprising to me why you do see so many people mm-hmm. with the, the whole like quiet quitting thing because they're burnt out. I think that's what yeah. it means. That's, that's really what the term is, burnt yeah, out. Yeah, I think it's a combination of like people being burnt out. And I also think that like the past few years, there's been a lot of conversations about changing how we think about like work-life balance. Sure. And maybe moving towards a healthier like work-life integration mindset where it's, yeah. Like, obviously, we spend a lot of our lives working and we should enjoy what we do. And it's an important part of our lives. But we also should have this whole life that's like outside of it. And like it, one doesn't necessarily like overrule the other. They just sort of like well, coexist and you be, become a person out of that. Yeah. And there's been so much conversation about like mental health implications of having like work life balance or work life integration or whatever, because mm-hmm. 
I, th- I like work-life integration better because you can't really like flip that switch on and off as easily. Well, this is why I like I like the hybrid work schedules so much. Oh, yeah. Because it makes work part of your life. It doesn't make it your whole life. Mm-hmm. And, it, and also, I do think that more, it used to be more common. It's still common, but more common to have like two lives, almost like your work life yeah. and your life life. And they didn't really blend well, all that much. that's exactly what right, I'm saying. Right, yeah. ex- exactly. And... I like the, I don't know, I just, I like, I don't, I, I hate the idea of you put in all the, like, all these hours just to, like, like, retire. Yep. Like, that's the goal. Like, I, I, that, that, everyone is just like, oh, yeah, I can't wait till I can retire. And don't get me wrong, I'd love to retire at 30. But I also, but I <laughs> also, already 30. I know, I know. But I'd also, yeah, within the next 12 months, let's go. I have mentioned this on this podcast before, actually. But what I actually, want to do is I never want to stop working. I just want to maybe have more flexibility. And why can't we all kind of do yeah. that already in some capacity? Exactly. And and I think that as those are the conversations that we're having and more and more people are saying that and it's like, okay, well, we can all, or maybe we can't all, but I think most of us. Not all. Yeah. Not every job can allows you to. do that and can be good at your job and be more present in your life outside of work, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense to me that quiet quitting was becoming a trend. And I hate the word even quiet quitting. Because you're not quitting, you're just doing your job. it's basically just like doing your job and putting in those hours mm-hmm. and not being okay with this like quote unquote quiet promotion or however yeah. you want to spin it. Right. Where it's like, no, you're dumping a lot of stuff on me. And if we need all this extra stuff done, backfill that position. Because that is normally when it happens, right? It's normally someone leaves and then you just sort of like rearrange all their responsibilities yep. or the company grows and there's just more responsibilities, more pressure, higher, you know, not targets to hit, but they're not hiring more people to do that. Right. And I think what very often happens is somebody leaves and in the interim, everyone needs to figure it out. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you're almost punished for doing your job so well because it's like, okay, we figured it out. Why can't we just keep doing it this way? Exactly. You know, Um, I, I had some coworkers give me some advice when I first started in the working world. Um, when I was like 21 and at the time I thought it was bad advice, but as I got older, I started to think, you know what, there's, there's some truth to that in every, you know, in every workplace. This Mm -hmm. is, you know, not, not just mine. I'm not trying to pick on mine. I love, I love where I work. Um, never give a hundred percent because they'll expect 110 Yeah, is what they told me. And at that time I have, yeah, but I haven't said on the podcast. Um, so at that time I thought, this is bad advice. I was 21. Mm-hmm. I was coming out of college and in college too, everyone's like, Oh, you gotta, gotta give it your all. Like, you know, go 110, you know, miles an hour or whatever. Uh, and so I thought there was 110 miles an hour. Yeah. Is that, is that how the saying goes? I don't no, think so. I thought, so I thought it was terrible advice. And then really quickly I was like, Oh no, you're right though. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, cause once you start to feel like you just have everything like under control, like a well-oiled machine, then someone's going to be like, Hmm, so you can do more. So make it, make it look like you're doing bad work no okay no that's not what i said no no you want to be an unoiled rusty machine no on the surface is what ariel is saying that is not what i'm saying do not quote me on this it's gonna be on your gravestone (laughs) this is not gonna be my gravestone this (laughs) is being taken taken out of context yeah no but uh do you think that the quiet promotion thing is happening more or i would say probably because all these like we're seeing in the tech world so much right now with like the massive layoffs but they can't possibly be needing to cut their production by as much as they're letting go of people. No, I, I don't. I think quiet promotion maybe has become a term now because there are so many more people right now within the tech world that have just, you know, been laid off. 
But I mean, I've seen this be a thing for a very long time. Well, yeah, no, I'm just saying, I wonder if that's why it's like becoming more of a buzzword right now. Right. Because all these people, yeah. yeah we're right. in like an era of mass layoffs. So sure. then the people who aren't being let go are just getting more put on their plate. And creating terms. They're defining things that already existed. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, so uh, you travel a lot for for work. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you're no stranger to a plane. I'm curious if you think this is a good thing or a bad thing. Probably a bad thing. Probably a bad thing. But I think on the surface, it seems like a really good thing. Okay. Hit me. Uh, In the European Union, they are, starting next summer, not going to let you, or not going to stop you from using your phone. Like? They're going to have 5G on airplanes. To call people? Call people. Text people. You don't have no more airplane mode. Okay. No idea if this is coming to the U.S., when, if, mm-hmm. who knows, right? But in the EU, that's going to be a thing. And I think on the surface, like airplane mode is annoying to have yeah. to do. But I think what's more annoying is the random person next to you talking to their mom for four hours. Oh my God. Loudly. Absolutely. I feel like if, so first of all, one of the things I love about a long haul flight is that it's like the only time when I'm basically unreachable. Like most planes have texting capabilities now and I always get Wi-Fi. So it's like, sure. you know, I can like message someone or like even be on Slack, but mm-hmm. no one's like expecting the same kind of output. Like I can't be on a Zoom call and I can't be on a phone call. Oh, I wouldn't even think like, about that. Fact. I feel like that's a really like, like I really enjoy that. I feel like I get a lot of work done. I watch some movies. I don't feel like I'm being lazy. You never sleep better than when you're on a plane. I never sleep better than when I'm on an airplane. Yeah. Um, so there's that first of all, where I'm kind of like, no, please don't bother me. Mm -hmm. But the bigger piece is exactly like, I don't want to hear people on phones. People talk louder on phones than they do in real life. I also Mm -hmm. feel like on a long flight, usually once the cabin lights go off, it's sort of like, even if you're traveling with someone, it's Mm -hmm. the best practice to like, no one's really like talking much. It's sort of like, it's quiet time. But I could see like that, like business person who's like, no, I have to take my conference call. being like, no, I think that we haven't hit our blah, blah, blah. Anyways, blah, blah, that's blah, how blah, I just blah. assume all people talk. Yeah, that's, um, that's how a business person sounds But you. so then I feel like what they need to do is do like quiet cars like you have on a like Amtrak. So on Amtrak, they have quiet cars? Yeah. Where you can't go on your phone. Exactly. Or, you, or you can, but you can only text or... Yeah, yeah. So like the quiet in. cars, you can't be like on a phone call and you really can't talk to the person next to you. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite place to be on an air, on a train mm-hmm. to get my work done sure. or whatever. Sure. But then if like I were to take a phone call, I'd go into one of the other cabins. So I feel like they would need, like, I'd be really angry if they didn't implement the same thing on an airplane. If they're saying, yeah, you can use your phones now. Yeah, I would almost want to make it so that the the rule is you can't use your phone instead of having a quiet, or sorry, not phone, just a phone call. And instead of having a quiet cabin, you have like a loud section. And then they can put all the babies in there, which is something I've been rooting for <laughs> this whole time. Have childless flights, please. Well, especially long ones. I mean, that's that's rough. A red eye. And now I, I get it. It's more rough for the parents, right? And the kids obviously not having fun. Yeah. But you paid the same amount for that ticket and to have to go. Like, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I've said this. I might have even said this on the podcast. I think that you should get a discount if you're seated next to a screaming baby on your flight. Yes. Or like just free drinks. How about that? Free drinks. Yes. Give me, give me just like one, you know. Well, actually, international flights do that anyways. A lot of people don't know that. So we'll just think <laughs> that they're getting free drinks, you know. Um, yeah, right. That or a yapping dog. I've been on a flight where there was a what? yapping dog before. I don't think I've ever seen like, a yapping dog. Yeah. This one was. Or was even like, a dog. I know. I've seen like maybe one dog on a flight. 
Well, people can, if it's, if the animal's under a certain size, like you can bring it with you. I've seen the crates actually. Yeah, That's all I've ever versus seen. Versus like checking it. And then obviously service animals are allowed. Oh yeah. I have seen um, that. But there was, I couldn't, I don't know what this dog looked like, but I distinctly remember this one flight. There were like two screaming children. And then every time the screaming children started screaming, the dog started yapping. And I was like, am I like in a zoo? <laughs> Yeah, you've got some uh, some pent up emotions about this. Yep, clearly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, speaking of animals, so we always end Devin's on demand with a random fact. This one is animal related. Did you know hippos their skin naturally produces sunscreen? They have this, no. so they secrete this this Ew. fluid. I yeah, the, the word secrete. I gotta say, yeah, that that's a word I don't like either. I regret using that. Yeah, uh, but they, they secrete. Oh, I did it again. Uh, they secrete a, a red fluid. <laughs> I can't stop, stop. secreting. I'm no. secreting the word secrete. No, 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 no. <laughs> they expel. What's what's a, what's a synonym for secrete? That's less gross. They, <laughs> oh they God, ooze. You just keep saying they, it. They ooze, it's not better. They ooze a red fluid uh, that works uh, as both sunscreen and actually an antibacterial. Oh, good for them. I think you'd love that if you had that ability because you hate putting sunscreen on. I hate it. So, so do I. I mean, I don't enjoy it, but, but I do it. Now that I'm in my 30s, um, I am in the put sunscreen on every day camp. So it's important. I'm really afraid of the wrinkles. Well, whatever, whatever to get you to be, you know, putting the sunscreen <laughs> on, whatever fear tactic works. Yep. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that about hippos, though. All I, to be fair. Yeah. The only thing I know about hippos is from the song, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, yes. Very and factual. And I'm not sure how factual that is. But from what I've heard is they need massages in garages. That is an actual line. Are you just trying to redeem yourself? Because a few weeks ago, we were talking about a different Christmas song um, that actually used to be a Thanksgiving song, Jingle Bells. Uh, and you mentioned reindeer. And then we got complaints, people saying that there's no reindeer in Jingle Bells. So your joke fell flat. Yep. So you're trying to redeem yourself saying, I do know about Christmas songs. Yes. Good, 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 good. Yeah. Well, 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 I think every single week between now and Christmas that we do a podcast, there's probably two more between then. You should bring some sort of knowledge. You should naturally drop in a bit of knowledge that shows that you know something about a Christmas song. Mm-hmm. You're I, like, I, don't, I might run out of. Uh, you're like I've already of, run out of knowledge. I can talk about Puppy for Hanukkah. Oh, I love that song. Great song. If you don't know <clears throat> the Puppy for Hanukkah song, treat yourself. Go on YouTube, type in Puppy for Hanukkah. David Diggs. He was in Hamilton, Mm -hmm. right? It's so good. There's a lot of good Hanukkah songs, by the way. Um, So obviously, prior to us being together, I didn't celebrate Hanukkah. So I I just wasn't really aware of like how many... Another one that slaps is uh, um, Latka, the Latka song. I am a Latka by Debbie Friedman. Oh my gosh. It's awesome. It's written from the perspective of the potato pancake. Yes, exactly. If you ever wondered like what your food would say if it could start singing as you're making it, uh, look up the Latka song by Debbie Friedman. Anyways, uh, (laughs) if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, would love if you did. And we'll be back with uh, another episode next week, Thursday. Talk to you later. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 